You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Martz. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martz. Before we start, really, I just want to tell you how impressive all those trophies were last week. And I know you're a surfer, too, so I know you are. And I don't have all that. I don't really have all that stuff, so... Oh, jeez. Really. Oh, my God. I, I, don't, I don't. Oh, man. I mean, I don't have a lot. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a big trophy <laughs> case. I'll pick all my trophies from being. Right. I understand. Here and, that and all that kind of stuff. But you, you, you are what you are, right? Yeah. You have what you have and you are what yeah, you are, what are you right? Gonna you, you, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. Well, yeah, obviously, and uh, people around the country and around the NFL know it. Because that's why Sean Payton had you go down to New Orleans. And uh, I enjoyed that game last night. I, 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 I have a lot to say about it. But at the end of the day, I thought Jameis Winston took control, got he on did. some people's behinds, he, and he they walked out of there that. with the victory. That's all I know. He did. Some of them walked out of there with a piece of their rear end bitten out, too. You know? <laughs> and they probably needed it. Well, yeah. you watch that receiver. He's, he kind of goes half speed. He's not looking for the ball. And, you yeah. know, a quarterback, and he's back there under that rush. And, um uh, <clears throat> See, that's what Brady happened to him when he first went down to Tampa Bay. That's why he was so upset with him all the time. I think Jameis is a real good player. He's way better than I thought he was. Um, I think their start, as they get their players back, you know, he'll start to be more involved in the passing game than probably what they've been. But, you know, the running back was ridiculous. Yeah, no, and you're talking about – we're talking about the young receiver, Smith. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he – but he took control. He, he took did. control and, and, but you, you know, you talked about that a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And uh, for our, our listeners that don't know, Coach March was summoned down to, but in, uh, right, in New fairness, Orleans, but, you yeah. know, he does that to a lot of coaches. He brings a lot of guest guys in. I was just, wondering, I got you. Probably. No, I, I, I got you, Mike. I know, I know, I got you. As the trophy sits comfortably to your right there, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I just I was moving it, Ron, and all fair. I just moving it, and I just in I the discussion. I was moving it across my desk here, and I he just happened to get in the. It picture. just happened to get in the way, yeah, man. The picture, you know so. that that stuff happens, man. It happens. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just got to deal with it and and move on. So the I was. Running, huh? Was it Harris last night? The running back. Yeah, uh, he was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He took that he, game over, didn't he? Yeah, no, he, he did. And I'll, I'll tell you who else took the game over. And I, I don't want to say I was surprised at it um, because I, I know that how that, that team is under Sean Payton, and they've always been physical on, on defense. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the linebacker, number 56, Demario Davis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, he, you see a play – he fit that run, you know, and the guy, the guard did it great. He he came off and scooped and and was just coming off the the double team to pick him yeah. off. You know, he just ran right through him, just jacked him up two or three times. You know, he did it a couple times, yeah. right, yeah. right. And you know, first you see something, you say, "Wow, what was that?" Then you you look well, at it again. So 
in, in a Seattle that bad up front? I mean, they looked like they couldn't block anybody. Or New Orleans is that good right well, now? Well, I think New Orleans really is that good on defense. I really do. Um, they, I don't know how good they are in the, the back end and, and all that stuff, but if you want to go toe-to-toe with New Orleans and run the ball, I tell you, a good game would be uh, Tennessee and New Orleans. You know, that, that'd be a slugfest there. Yeah, two physical lines, yeah. and obviously Tennessee wants to run the ball with Henry, and then New Orleans not taking any, any garbage there. I, I, uh, I see some holes and, and some things, like I said, I'm going to get on my, off my mind here. Uh, the Saints, with the win, 13-10, to 10, that's big for them because they got to keep pace in that NFC South division with the leader, yeah. Tampa Bay, of course. Uh, but before we get on other games, Mike, so I, I saw something, and, it, and I know what the knee-jerk reaction is going to be, and that's fine. It's going to be, well, you're an old defensive back, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, but it's more than that. Early in the game, Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints and DK Metcalf got into it. Yeah. All right. As, as expected, you know, now, now that, that happens a lot. But I think DK Metcalf has been allowed yes, to be has. too much of a prima donna. Yeah. And I, again, I understand competition, physical play, intimidation, all that stuff in the game. You know, I've been there, done that scene, that's one that got it. But what bothered me about this is he it's a pattern with him. And I don't know if he's being told to do that from the coaches, but my end point here, it's taking away from his game. It the is. man had two catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Now you might think yeah. that's big. It's not because on the one touchdown catch he had, Marshawn Lattimore fell down and then the safety just whiffed on the tackle. But you're not going to get that very often in this league. And I think if you pull back and look at how he's actually playing, I think his production is being hurt by those antics of trying to be He-Man and live up to whatever macho image that they want him to live up to or that he feels he has to live up to and start fights and do all that crap. I Listen, I love last year when he ran down Buda Baker. That, that's, yeah. that's, that was an amazing play. That's a football play. Yeah. But my point is, Mike, he, he doesn't need to do all that. It's taken away from his game. I didn't see Jerry Rice do that. I played against Jerry Rice, lined up against Jerry Rice, covered no, Jerry the Rice. Ones, none of them do no, that. None, none of them, them do that. Right. I, I didn't see Isaac on, Bruce do that. No, no. You just, you know, guys are focused on, on, on playing well and doing what they're supposed to do. And to come over and punk some guy, it, it'll come back and get you. And, uh, and then what happens is next week, you know, they look at tape. <laughs> oh, no. And he's uh, he's a marked man, you know. They're the DBs will go out of the way every week to get a piece of him. So you just don't do that, you know. There's an unspoken, as you know, as a former player, Ron. There's kind of an unspoken. I mean, you, there's a lot of yak, 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 but you just don't punk somebody in a game like that, and and then not expect to, you know, the repercussions of it. You know what he did. You know, you just don't do that. You know, you just don't. And if you do there's going to be a payback all season long. Right. And that happens on all sides of the ball and in different positions now. Oh, no You know, question. you're going to take a shot no on question. my quarterback. Right. Okay. We're going to set you up. And, and I'm talking old school here. We're going to yeah. chop block your ass. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. You do this to this guy, you go after my punter. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. So I'm also blaming the league because the league, as we know, has, slanted the rules to the point where, okay, they want scoring up. They want to protect the quarterbacks. Got that. It's an offensive league now. Tom Brady even mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, there's no question it is. But right. 
But at that point, when that happened, the first time it happened, they both should get a warning on that deal. And it, right. And, and I noticed like the third time it happened, I see the official and this bothered me. He comes sprinting in. OK, good job. But then he's in uh, Marshawn Lattimore's face. No, yeah. you, you let DK walk away. And I know why he did that, because of what DK has been allowed to do in the image and the perception is, well, you know, he's the superstar. He's the guy. We don't touch just, him. We're gonna I just him. don't. I don't know where the initially the the usually the initial offensive move isn't seen because once the play's over with, you know, the eyes go to a certain, and then they right. And then when the play's right. over with, you see him. The retaliation is just kind of what happens with him. So he kind of he's a sneaky dude. He just kind of sneaks that in there, you know. And then they see the repercussion of, it and they never see the. You know, Marquez Pope, remember him? Oh, I remember Marquez. He's Marquez, a, he's a, we, he's a we, hard we, dude now. Yeah, years ago when he was <laughs> in San Francisco at, and yeah. he played corner, he would press and he'd jump up in, in the face of those receivers and he just couldn't get off the ball. Yeah. He would bring both hands in, and, and knock them back and grab them. He'd go right to the, the face or yes. to the throat. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, you know, and Isaac can get off any press, but, you know, he's a lot more physical than Isaac. So I, right. I was talking to Isaac before we played. Now, this is years and years ago. This is like in, I think this is 95 or 96. Yeah. We we're getting ready to play him. And I said, look, on the very first play of the game, we're going to bring you in motion. He's going to come with you because they're a big man team. Yeah. And then as you come off that ball, you cut him. <laughs> cut him. Right. And it's got to be a vicious cut. And then when you get up off the ground and say, listen, if you're going to try and puck me off the line of scrimmage like that, then this is, this is going to be a tough day for you. Protect your knees, buddy. And so that's exactly what happened. They got a fight. They, get, they both got in this big fight. And Isaac told them, said, listen, you're not doing that to me. You do that, then you better look out of the corner of your eye because I'm coming after you. Mike, that's and, great, Mike. And yeah. then when that happened, Marquez, <laughs> you know, he's, hey, okay. You know, and then he goes back to playing a, being a corner instead of, you know, Gosh, you know who you sound like, Mike? You sound like Elijah Pitts. Because, <laughs> see, guy, I, I, man, I, it's, it's wow. Because I can remember dad saying, you know, certain linebackers around the league, you know, were doing little cheap stuff, right? And getting yeah. away with it. Yeah. And he'd say, okay, tell you what, we're going to cut his ass. No Next question. time he comes in there on a blitz pickup, you cut his ass. And then you get up and he'll want to fight you. Good. And then you cut him again. Then yeah. he'll want to fight some more. Then cut him a third time. <laughs> Pretty soon. But, the, but that's the, how we worked it out, Mike. Yeah. We yeah, worked it out. The players will take care of that stuff. And, yeah. and so just I, and if he didn't have that discussion after he cut him, then it wouldn't have been worth it. But so listen, you're not going to do anything illegal, but we're going to give you a running start at him. So it's going right. to be, we're going to run the ball. We're going to motion you. And when you come off that ball, you go and you just whack him. And when right. he's down the ground, he's gonna, there's going to be a fight. That's okay. Yeah. But make sure you say to him, that's what's going to happen on every play if you're going to play like that. And then yeah. that was the end of it. You just didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on from this. But it, it just and, – and a lot of things don't bother me because I know, like you know, what's going on. It's just not part of the game. It shouldn't be part of the game. It, it I mean, there's a lot of yakety-yak. Nobody talked crash more than Isaac did. But there's – but you play the game the way it's supposed to be played. That's, that's all there is yeah, to it. Yeah, talking all that, that doesn't bother me. And you could see from the start where it was going. But, again, I, a name – like you said, the great ones. I, I, didn't, I never saw Lynn Swan do any of that. Stallworth, Anthony no. Carter, Bryce. Stanley Morgan. J J right, Jerry, the guys, the great ones that I put. They didn't, they didn't get in all that. And I'm not talking about one or two times. I'm talking about it just kept going and going. And, and again, if, if DK ended up with 10 catches for 200-some yards, I'd have said, 
that's his game. That's what he does. But it's it's hurting the game and that it's hurting that team. And Pete Carroll better nip that stuff in the bud because it's excessive. It's too much. And that's well, then what that's happens is that it kind of it kind of drifts into the rest of the players too. They get involved with it. Yeah, and it comes. And, in fact, towards the end, I could see that one of the receivers. I can't remember which one it was from uh, Seattle. Uh, he wanted to get into it with uh, one of the corners, and one of the linemen came over and grabbed him by the back of jersey. You're right, pullable away. So you're right. I think they get it. I, I think that yeah. stuff will get cleared up. Pete, that's not who Pete is. I don't think I'm. I'm certain Pete doesn't coach that. It's kind of the personality. It's probably maybe his position coaches allowed that to go a little bit, but he'll have to address that. Yeah, whether it's the OC, the position coach, whatever it is, it's got to be addressed now because, like I said, yeah. it's starting to affect your bottom line. Anyway. Uh, Talk to me about the other games you saw this weekend and what jumped out at you. I, I know you got a, a strong opinion on that uh, Rams-Lions game for sure. Well, the Rams-Lions game is uh, – I think he did a great job of coaching. They did whatever they could. It was just a question of time before the dam broke. But yeah, you know, they had a real chance in the fourth quarter when they threw – the. I'm talking about Detroit now. They, they threw two verticals into the boundary there, but both receivers were running within five feet of each other. Uh, right. You know, right. and so it, it just got picked. Otherwise, had they scored there, then it would have been close. And I think LA probably still wins it, but you know, I think he, I think he did a great job of coaching what they've done there. I'm talking about not Detroit is they're they're rushing the football. They're a more physical team now on both sides of the ball. Yeah. But they lack at this point, they just lack skill. They just don't have firepower on offense on the outside. They just don't have – they have number three and number four type wide receivers playing for them. It's just – That's they right. Just, yeah. They just can't go. And, and is golf uh, good enough? Yeah. You know, I think what he's done physically bothers me is he's gotten really big with his stroke when he throws the ball. And he wasn't like that now when he came out of college. He, he wasn't. I remember working him out. And he didn't have that big, long, elongated – he was real quick with the ball. And I think there's – there's something too with his feet. The quicker his feet move, the quicker you are with the ball. Those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. he, that just—he just has some fundamental issues that need to be worked out. And he is—he's tentative, you know. But if you—if you have a kind of a quasi-offensive line that's trying to play, but they're just not good enough, and you don't have a crew of wide receivers where you can let the ball, you got to make sure they win on a route. Yeah, that's not good. So he, they need to get him in the offseason some receivers that can separate and he can let the ball go early and all those good things. But yeah. they compete very well. I think the Rams got shocked a little bit, but they came back and did what they needed to do. Yeah, and uh, at the end of the day, it was ironic that uh, going down the field – I noticed the Lions played a lot of two tight ends, three tight ends there. Uh, they were they smashed mouth them a little bit and they were very physical. Uh, but at the end of the day, Goff threw the interception – and, and, and it was off of pressure, and that was the same kind of situation, a complaint that a lot of Rams fans and even the staff had with Goff, you know, well, what happens in the pocket under pressure. Yeah, could, that, that could very well be. I tell you what happened on that play, though. I'm not so sure he wasn't trying to throw it away because when he threw that ball, he was on, on both heels, and the guy was right in his face with his arm. He, yeah. It was boom, you know, he threw it and it was boom, and he got whacked. So, yeah. there's some, you know, Jeff <laughs> Van Rapport, we're playing in the Rose Bowl. We're playing Michigan in the Rose Bowl in 86. and From Arizona State, when your day's at Arizona State, right? And we're going down yeah. there in our final touchdown. We're going down there, and, and uh, he gets chased out of the pocket. Bruce Hill's coming across the back of the end zone. 
he throws it and Bruce goes way up in the air and it's a front page picture of the newspaper the next day and all that. It's a great catch. Mm-hmm. He comes down we, and we win it, but we win it by a touchdown. He was trying to throw the ball away. <laughs> he was trying to throw it away. Now, to this day, yeah, he yeah. won't admit it, but when he came off the field, I said, great throw. And he says, coach, I was trying to throw that thing away. Boy, isn't that something? But over Boy, the years something. now, since 86, he's forgotten that part of it. <laughs> yeah, please do. Well, now that we brought it back to light. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But no, that's right. Anyway, that so happens. The well, my point is sometimes when guys are trying to throw the ball away, they can't get enough on it. Yeah. There, yeah, there was, right. there's a, there was a mess over there. I don't, I'm not so sure he was really trying to, I don't know what he's trying to do. If, if he saw that and that's the throw he's trying to make, then yeah, you got issues. Yeah. And the left guard, well, I don't want to say whiff. Aaron Donald will make you whiff, but he, it was just a clean breakthrough and, and, it all that, happened so quick for him, but uh, that left guard, as soon as Aaron Donald came in the stadium, I'm sure he watched him the whole time and was in and was sweating the whole time for the snap. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. You watch him coming in the stadium. Boy. I've been I've been in that situation, man. You're looking over at a receiver or something. Yeah. Yeah. You watch him warm up. You watch yeah. him drink his Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite is to watch the opposing quarterback warm up, and every one of them when they warm up, they look like, oh my gosh, look at that arm. And he yeah. gets smoked that ball, and then they get in the game, and it's just a different guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Mike. For for yeah. a while there, we were trying to intimidate receivers. We would yeah. stand there, you know, with, with our helmets on the ground. Me and Chuck Cecil would stand there you know, and just look at him, just stare at him. You know, we're, we're 30, 40 yards away, but <laughs> I don't know. We, we thought it was working for a while. It was working until it wasn't working. Um, so the, Ram, the Rams got a problem with the run. Uh, I and I've said this from day one. They're they're not stopping the run. Uh, I want to see where Raheem Morris takes this team because first year defensive coordinator. I like some things they're doing, but again, I don't like some of the other things they're doing. Now, they made a trade with Kenny Young. He's gone. Uh, so they, Mike. When, let me ask you this: When you trade a guy in in mid season like this, a starter. It's it's because it, one or two things, and I, I don't know I don't know if it's a cap problem, but it's usually because you got somebody behind him, a younger kid or another guy that you haven't started that you want to get in the picture and you want to get him in now. Is that yeah, is that accurate? It, that's partly the plus. There's a big market for him, so somebody's chopping the bit to yeah. get him. Number yeah. one, yeah, and you have and you know you can replace him easily. So you can, if you can yeah. get value, then uh, you do it, you know, and you're not going to miss it. Uh, hopefully you got a younger player that can, might become a better player. And, and then the team that's getting them is filling a hole. So it's yeah. kind of a, a happy marriage there. That was Denver. Yeah. And they, they got a pick. They each got a pick uh, next year's not future drafts, but wasn't, wasn't mid round pick. Wasn't anything yeah. big. So uh, any, any, any other games that jumped out at you? Yeah. The Baltimore game. Uh, oh boy. You yeah. know, Ron, looking at the these teams that are, are going like Chargers the week before, they're going into a bye and they got embarrassed. Here's Baltimore going into a bye. They get embarrassed. There's a trend there with good teams that are playing at a high level and they've had like two or three really top-notch games that they've been able to pull out. And then they know they're going into a bye and there's a letdown. There just is. And it used to scare the heck out of me. Like we talked about this last week, but here it comes again. You know, you think Baltimore's on a roll and they, you know, I'm sure having a bye the next week. Is that why they lost? No, but I, I promise you that it's part there's of something it. something to that. No, there's something to that. You hit on that last week. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I didn't know what was going to happen with Baltimore, but here's proof in the pudding again. At Baltimore, they just, yeah, they just got turned out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're sitting at five and two with the Bengals. And that, that Jamar Chase kid, you know, that wow. rookie wall is about to hit, maybe, because this is the time of year, folks, the rookie wall, as we did call it it's when <laughs> rookies get real tired because remember they've yeah. gone through preseason they've gone through um the, the the nfl season here at seven games so they're hanging around 12 13 games right now on their body clock and yeah. that in college means you're done with the season and getting, getting ready, ready for, for the bowl, bowl game yeah. and you've got yeah. a week off to do finals and all of that yeah. kind of happy stuff no, that's yeah. we're not even in November yet here. That, that's yeah. what's funny is you hear a rookie in the locker room, you know, talking about that. And I've had a couple of players say, "Man, this is this is a long season, coach." He said, "About now, we're getting ready for a bowl game. Man, this thing is never ending." Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I, I, I you didn't get paid that. like this in college unless yeah, you yeah. went to LSU or something. I guess you're but, right, right. Unless you yeah. went to the right place, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, Burrow, Burrow looking nice. He's he's getting the ball and getting the ball to the right guy. And uh, this team well, went Chase, a lot of, obviously, yeah. you know, with that receiver, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. You know, just think of a, if, if for instance, Detroit had a guy like him, just one. Yeah. One of those guys makes – Kamara, if he wasn't there at New Orleans, one yeah. of those dynamic players that can put points on the board, you know, he's worth his weight in gold. Yeah. Yeah, that changed right. everything for them. And then remember when they drafted him, all the complaining, you should have got an offensive lineman, you should da 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 da. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's so much of a problem now, does it? No, no. I was gonna, I was just getting ready to tee up on that. Exactly. Now that they're working it out, so five and two, five and two, two teams uh, tied top of division. So we'll uh, we'll see where that one goes. It looks now they're like on the road to Pittsburgh, I think, this week, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, and uh, you know, and I was wondering. Because when they lost to Green Bay, I was thinking, boy, there's a lot of negative energy, you know, about the kickers, about the missed kicks, about this, about that, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, in, but now you don't hear that. And I'm, I'm sorry, Mike, by the way, the, the Bengals will take on the Jets this coming weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got right. the Jets there. Right. Right. So he's getting them by. Yeah. Chase is getting a buy this week. So that's good. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, so they're, they're, they've overcome some of the negative energy and that's, that's good. You'd like to see that. And it looks like Burrow's legs are holding up, knees holding up. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing is when you have a receiver like that, like for instance, the slant that he scores on, I mean, that's a three step yeah. drop. So all of a sudden, the offensive line looks better because you can get the ball out faster because they're winning on routes. Right. You know, so a good offensive line is a great offensive line when you have great receivers. Yeah, right. That's right. What other game? Uh, but the, the Raiders and the Eagles, I, you know, Eagles gave it a try. But at the end of the day, the Raiders came back. That's two wins in a row now under uh, new head coach Rich Basaccia, which that doesn't surprise me. I, I, the Raiders are that type of team. Once they get something off their mind, then they could go back to playing well again. I, that's what I always felt with them. Well, I just, I just feel like it was, it's like a team that's been put in a cage and browbeaten, you know. Yeah. And they opened up the door and they let them out. And I, you know, John, I've known John for many years, but you know, in his younger years, he just looked miserable, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. 
And I think he had a, a certain effect on those players. And I've been there, you know, I've been there. I had to confess to the team. We started off all in five and, you know, we were miserable and um, it was 2 And, you know, I finally had talked to him and said, you're, we're miserable because I'm miserable. We got to change that. So you just, you can get <laughs> like that, you know, the pressure, of, you know, you keep pursuing that excellence and pressing and pressing and pressing. And, you know, it's legal to have fun and coach too, you know, so it's legal to have fun and coach, right? Yeah. Smiling is permitted. Yes. It's permitted. Yes, yeah. Have a good yeah. time. Yeah. So I changed after that. I did. I changed mm-hmm. everything. What was the first thing you changed? My attitude. You know, it was okay because I love practice. And I used to go out to practice and you start looking at all the things that are wrong instead of what's all all the things that are right. And then you fix the things that are wrong, but you move on. But you get excited and about playing this game and the opportunity that you have, you know. And, yeah. and um, you know, all the things that you tell a team, you don't do. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden you fall into that that zone where – you know, you're talking to them about excellence and doing this and doing that, and then you're not doing it. And then there's a, then you stop listening to you. Interesting. Was it anything else going on? Was it, was it stuff, uh, front office stuff, yeah. administrative you know, had, stuff? Yeah. You know, I had a lot of things going on with the front office. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, I was in a, it took a six month long uh, negotiation to get my contract extended. Uh, there was a lot of, bad blood in the front office. They, there's just a lot of things going on there that was trying to contend with. That just kind of puts you in a foul mood, I guess. But, uh, you know, that should never matter when you walk into the coach's room or, or the, the field with your players. That shouldn't – you just got to put that aside. And I finally was able to do that and just move on. Yeah. Well, let's move on here to the rest of the games. Uh, Green Bay Green Bay looks for real. Green Bay's got a tough one coming up on Thursday night. Now, they're going to go out to Arizona, and, there, and there's another team that looks for real, Arizona. And I don't know how they were able to pull off that Zach Ertz trade, but if I'm the Rams and anyone else in that division, I, I do not like that. No, That's that was, a big move. But, there's, you know, again, Ron, there's a great example of the good what good teams do. You know, that's yeah. – they're constantly trying to improve your roster. It's a game of players. You know that. It's it's all players, and we're there as facilitators, as coaches. So if you don't have good players, you know, you're just not going to win. Yeah. No. And uh, Kime, the general manager there in, in Arizona. Great job. He, he's, he's doing a heck of a job. I tell you, this is going to go down this year. I, I don't know how they're going to finish, but my point is this year for Arizona is going to go down as one of the best front office years. Uh, in, in our off seasons in the history of the league because of the players they brought in just in the no last question. two years, yeah. you got AJ green in there. Uh, he coupled up with uh, Deandre Hopkins. You got James Connor in there. Okay. They're working along with chase Edmonds the running back. So the running game is smooth. You already have the quarterback. You drafted that. And now you bring, you bring in uh, Zach Ertz. What, right. Let me ask you something. Right. What, what is, what are, what are the Eagles thinking? What I will tell you this. Remember, we talked about this last week is I just believe that the Eagles front office and the personnel, they're, they're, they mess with the coaching end of it. And during the season and they just it's that's a that's a place you don't ever want to go to to be a head coach at this point. I don't think Here's I believe thing, it. Yeah. Look what happened with uh, the Bengals in the offseason where they pick up like six guys and ended up starting for them and they improved their roster. The Bengals, they never, they never got involved in free agency before the right. Bengals. 
So they've changed their whole approach in the front office. And so they've gone from the lower echelon or the very bottom in terms of how they dealt with personnel. And they've kind of modernized or come, come to the future with, you know, what some of the good teams are doing and being involved in, you know, pursuing some of the top notch uh, uh, free agents and improve their roster. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you look at a team like Detroit mm-hmm. and Jacksonville and some of those teams, Detroit. Now, when I went to Detroit for the for the short time that I was there, I kept looking at the the personnel people. The scouts had been there for twenty five and twenty seven years. Yeah. Well, for the last that's, thirty that's, years, the personnel there wasn't very good. So, but they kept firing coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. You know, if you don't have good players there, wouldn't the coaches don't do this? You know, and they kept firing coaches because somebody had told the ownership that they've got good players. Well, they didn't. We might have a few. We had a few, but we didn't have enough to win with. <laughs> That's always the answer. Get a new coach. Yeah, don't don't address your real needs. Uh, just think if if uh, coach. just think of a, a a team had a losing year. If they instead of firing the coach, fired the personnel people. Oh, things would change quick. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. So Arizona now sitting seven and zero. They're going to see Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to have a tough time winning that game, especially with Devontae Adams, their big receiver now, uh, possibly going to miss that game because he was just put on the COVID list on Monday, along with defensive coordinator Joe Barry. That's a twist. Yeah, there's a two big ones there. So uh, I think Devontae. Sometimes that's a was it a false positive, but if he get two tests before that, because he's he evidently feels fine. But um, if he can get two negative tests by that time, then you know he'll play. But he didn't need practice. No, I, I would make sure. That was a false negative, if you know what I mean. No, no question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. I, that, that. I'll be shocked from from a lot of standpoints, like a rating, television rating standpoint. If Devontae Adams doesn't play in this one, he uh, almost. But you know, to. the other thing about that, Ron, is if if one or two of them's got it, then they go and test everybody. Well, I know. I, and then, I know. So there may be others pop up here. Hope not. But yeah, you well, know, that's how they got Joe Barry, the D, the DC. Yeah. So how did uh, who is who is their third receiver? That I know Cobb is there, and he'll have a big night. And Jones, you know, they'll run the ball well with Jones, and they're playing good on defense. But I'm trying; to, I should have looked this up. The their third receiver, Valdez Scanling. There's yeah. another receiver. Okay, yeah, he showed up. He has showed up yeah. and played really well at times. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. pressure's on. They just got to step up and play. Yeah, okay. you know, uh, uh, Lazard is there. Robert Tanyan. Has has come on a little bit as a tight end, so yeah. that's that's helped yeah. that's helped uh, Aaron quite a bit. He's comfortable there. I I, I want to see Mike. I'm not sure, and I like the kid uh, Jones, Aaron Jones, the running back. I think he's a good player. I, I do too. Um, he got hurt a couple years ago. Was it they, they were playing somebody? Yeah, they, well, it was the it was last year. They were playing Tampa Bay in the championship game, and he they they hit him. And, and he didn't respond well to the real physical play. Remember that that Buccaneer defense was real physical. Yeah, down the stretch there. Okay, with Levante David and and White and everything, and he just looked like he, I don't know, looked like it, he was shutting it down early. I don't know. Maybe that's. But I, and I've seen that in a couple of games. I've seen that happen to back. So before top yeah. round, first round picks, 
they're having a good year and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're out on the sideline, they're gonna drop their and somebody just lights them up and then they're just not the same. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Bush was that way. I remember when he was at uh, you say they're not Orleans, the same. <laughs> that he was at New Orleans and they went to play, I think it was Indianapolis. And, oh, he, and, and he was lighting it. the game, he was lighting them up. He was having a great year. He yeah. got outside and they just lit him up. And he was never the same after that. I'll, I'll never forget that. And I've had that happen to a couple of players like that. I had a we drafted a running back out in North Dakota, and he came in. He's a good player. Lamar's a good player. He got we threw him a seam route. Safety came down and, and, and waxed uh, him, stamped his bus ticket, so to speak. And stamped was, his bus ticket. <laughs> he was talking about having a family and getting married. <laughs> after that, you know? He was. You know, oh, that's great. Talking about my future. Oh, I just don't, oh, you know, this is, I love football, yeah, but, but. I want to meet but, with my financial but, manager yeah. and discuss I think I've made my, enough now, you know, that I can yeah, get My you're, 401k. Uh, we need to talk yeah. about that. My, yeah. my SEP IRA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two a week ago, he was talking about being the leading rusher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Replacing Marshall. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, he's boy. talking about having a family and kids. Yeah. And I know. House someplace, you know, North Dakota or whatever. Right. So, not, not, not that there's anything wrong happens. with it, but not in mid-season. No, the, the, it doesn't work like that. And you're 23 point years is, old. So, right. The point is, some of those backs, they get hit. Yeah. There's special moments where you see it happen to them, and they just are never quite the same. Mm, good point. Good point. Uh, we'll finish up with these two teams. Uh, Tom Brady made easy work of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Justin go, Fields got a, go, got a learning okay, day. Okay, let's just talk about this for a second. Chicago. Let's just talk. Now that defense is is highly paid, and there are a lot of players on that team on defense. Mm-hmm. In the first, would they go, would they score in three plays uh, on that first series? The defense went down, and they it just seems like they laid their weapons on the ground. Uh, that's a that is a demoralized team. It's like the Raiders before John kind of thing before John left. Yeah, and I think they're good enough. Fields will be in time. I think will be a pretty good player. I agree. I think he's going to be just fine. I agree. Might be the worst offensive line in the history of the National Football League. They're they're just awful. If if I was a quarterback in Chicago and I was told I had to go to play, I'd say let's, let's think about this. Let's <laughs> you make a business decision. Yeah, let's 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 goose up our running game. Yeah, let's. How many times are we going to run this week? Would be my first question. Yeah, yeah. Poor kid. Uh... Yeah, oh, feels just, and the poor kid. He's got. See, yeah. that's what happens too with high draft picks that go into a bad team like this. They just yeah. get beat up so bad, and they get, you know, that special it that they had coming in just kind of gets tarnished a little bit. They lose their stinger, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. He was twenty-two of thirty-two, one eighty-four for three t- uh, interceptions and a forty-four quarterback rating. It it was just one of those days, and like yeah, you say, bad. all the reasons. Yeah. And in, in that Matt, front, in that front in Tampa Bay, now you're going to run against those guys, those well, two right. linebackers. I mean, they just, yeah. It, without Montgomery, the running back, it they just, it was tough sledding for them. Yeah. But my point is then too, what do you do there? You know what's going to happen? I I just don't know if they've got a buy coming up here in another week or two. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something over the buy. They they mm-hmm. just have been. Yeah. You mean something coaching wise? Yeah, I just they've got they're yeah. too good a football team um, for them to be the way they are. Yeah, and Matt Nagy, the head coach, has uh, COVID, so yeah. he's in protocol. So that'll the thing that'll about the icing is that they go out and play really well this <laughs> this weekend. Oh, right, uh, right, um, yeah. Well, Brady with uh, 
the much talked about 600 career touchdowns. So, and it, it much talked about, I say, because the whole thing with the fan, Evans gave the ball to the fan, and now they had to give the fan something back, yada, so, yada, yada. So the talk yeah. is really, if you were that fan, would you, wouldn't you just take off and leave the stadium with leave the ball? Leave the stadium. That's what I've I said. So Dude, why are you sitting that. there? What are you waiting for? Another, <laughs> another beer? Yeah. Get out of the stadium, bro. How much do you think that ball's worth? Oh, shoot. A couple hundred thousand? Yeah. So he a couple hundred yeah. thousand now, right now. So it'll be got, more later. So he got a ball in a jersey for it. Yeah. He, I mean, he did the right thing, obviously. I'm, but it's just like the guy with the baseball got that baseball years ago, you know, the home run ball. Uh, yeah. yeah right. Man, Mike, I'd have pulled my hat down and I'd have briskly walked up those stairs like no, I was going to Stairmaster. You'd yes, been a sir. Full run. You'd have been a, a full, full sprint. Okay, up the full street. run. I'd, I'll go with that. I'd have chucked. I was. That's right. I would have karaoke out of there, man. It's an interesting question, though, for people. You know, what would you do? You know, get out of the stadium, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> Mike Evans gave you the ball. You did not break any NFL rules. You didn't go onto the field. That is your ball. And the Buccaneers know it. They got lucky. Yeah. I don't know what they should have probably given the guy like, you know, three years. Lifetime tickets. a ticket to the, or maybe lifetime. Lifetime something. tickets to the Buccaneers. Yeah, they should really. And if you're a real businessman, you say, wait a minute, you're offering me lifetime tickets for this ball. This ball is worth a lot more than I think. See it. <laughs> that's what I'd have done. <laughs> anyway, oh, I think man. you did it right. I think you yeah. did. I'd like to see the Bucks do a little bit more than a a jersey and ball. <laughs> hey, and then it's like a scene out of the honeymooners, and you know, uh, with Ralph Cramden, the dad, yeah. the dad and, the, and the young man, the little boy afterwards, he was the kid. The kid I think he said something to the point is God is good, or I'm so blessed. You know, yeah, he, he got it was, it was moving. It was cool. You know, Mike, until he gets home and his wife said, you did what? You <laughs> dumb. I'm going to be <laughs> I was like a scene out of the We're honeymoon. We're going to the house off of that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You what? dumbass. You're going to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to the moon. Yeah. It's like Jackie Gleason and the honeymooners. All right. Now, younger audience, if you don't know who the honeymooners are, just Google Jackie Gleason and the honeymooners and then you'll get it all, man. They oh. found Alice Cramden on the moon when they went up there and walked on the moon here in 1960. And they found her. They found her. <laughs> they found her on the moon. Yeah. Alice, you're going to the moon. One of these days, oh, Alice. Man. Hey, I, but I, I really love the oh, Art Carney. Art Carney was great in that. In he that, was. Man. Oh, man. What was, his, what was his character's name? Uh, gosh. Um, dang, I can't remember his, his I name. I can't remember it now either. Oh, man. Wait a minute. And it was Jack. Ralph, Ralph. So it was Ralph, Ralph Cramden, and was it? Oh, I can't remember. Ed? Was it Ed? No, no. Or oh, Norton. 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 Yeah, yeah his name. Norton. Yeah. Thank you, our, our producer Roy Hamilton, our Norton, Emmy Award winning producer. You gotta like that. be Thank the you. dumbest. Yeah, I, call, I used to love that. Anyway, last one. Uh, you're okay. Okay. Okay, Mike. I know you. You got your trophy there. You got your ring. I saw the ring, by the way, too, on with the trophy. Yeah, holding the trophy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and, yeah. That. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, and you, you called this a couple weeks ago about Carson Wentz. You said he's playing better. He's in, in his groove and now they're starting to move a little bit. I know they played the 49ers and they're struggling, but still he's, they're looking pretty good. Yeah, they are. And he's, um, he's physically not as good as he was. He'll mend. 
<clears throat> yeah, those ankles. He's still a little tentative, but he's think so. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. doing. He's playing good football, and the matchup between Frank Reich and him—that's the key. And without him, I think he's probably a different player. I think it's fortunate. I think it's a it's just a match made in heaven for him. So, but the Forty yeah. ers now—they um, just don't believe in that quarterback. They just don't. No, no, you're right. That's no. a bad marriage between that quarterback and. The head coach. Ooh. That's just not a good thing. No. And, and see, now he's got – and I could tell by uh, Shanahan's comment in the paper yesterday. Maybe, yeah. He said, well, I would <laughs> – yeah. they asked him, will Garoppolo be the starting quarterback next week? And he mm, said maybe, next yeah. game, he said, I would assume so, or something to that effect. I was like, maybe, oh, yeah. Uh, Uh-oh. No. They, but they but that's been that way since the very beginning for some reason. And there's, there's history to it that I kind of know – a little bit about, and I won't get into it, but there's just, they, they just, I think they think there's a lack of commitment on his part, you know, history between yeah. the the front office and yeah. Garoppolo. Well, yeah. And the coaching staff in Garoppolo. I think they just, uh, I just don't yeah. think they think he's as committed to the, to the game and winning as he doesn't but put Mike, enough time into it. But, but Mike, now we're, we're rehashing this. Okay. Because, they knew that this water was going to get muddy when they drafted Trey Lance. Yeah. And they were supposed to, or the, the, the speculation was they were going to move Garoppolo, but yeah. they didn't. So right then you, you handcuffed yourself. Well, not really. Cause they, they, no. obviously they don't think Trey's going to be ready for another year. Anyway, I think after this year, it'll be interesting, but no, Trey Lance is no trip to Hollywood right now either. He's well, then why they draft him? And, and if he's well, not a trip, no, it's yeah. just like everybody else. So, you know, he's uh, they gave Garoppolo all those those snaps because he's not a backup, and they're going to bring him along, kind of like what happened uh, with Aaron, you know, or yeah. you know, with uh, Rogers rather, and uh, uh, Rogers and Favre. Yeah, they're going to bring uh. him along, and that's kind of what you'd like to do with the quarterback. You don't want to start a rookie unless you absolutely have to, unless you're Pittsburgh and you had Big Ben, you know, start as a rookie. But I think he, they probably felt he'd be better than what he is at this point. But the clock's ticking on Garoppolo's time there. He won't be there much longer. Mike, it's cl- it's ticking on the whole franchise. They're they're yeah, stuck yeah. in nowhere land. Is where they are. They don't look. They they good. didn't they didn't unload and they didn't put the new in. They're stuck in the middle and yeah, it's getting are. worse. And and they're going to well, have if, to figure it out. If Trey Lance had played better, you know, the, in the opportunities, I think things would. Man. But he's going to play here soon. You know that's going to happen. He's going to be playing yeah. here pretty soon. And I thought Garoppolo played fine. I didn't see any issues. He had, uh, yeah. you know, he threw that pick where the ball slipped off his hand at the end there. But, you know, those yeah. things happen in the rain. Hey, one thing I'm noticing. So in, in rain, okay, especially in rain, but even without rain, what is your feeling about quarterbacks and gloves? Gloves well, on the throwing hand. I'm ignorant about it because you know had had I known how important a glove could be for a quarterback, we probably would have kept Kurt because his that thumb. And then when he left us a couple of years later, he ended up putting a glove on down in Arizona and it added years to his career and took him to the Super Bowl. So wow, I think it's a it's a big deal, you know, especially guys with small hands. You know, guys with a big hand when it's wet and it's raining, it's not a big deal to them. You look at you look at Joe Namath's hand sometime when, when he's doing those commercials. I mean, his hands are huge. You know, so interesting. A quarterback yeah. with a small hand is going to need a little help in those situations. Was Kurt a big hand, small hand yeah. guy? Yeah, no, he had a he had a large hand, but yeah, his right thumb was 
you know, it was deteriorated. The ligament there just, he couldn't grip with that right thumb on his throwing hand. Well, that's a big deal now. That's a huge deal. Wow. Well, that's some insight. Cause I can, okay, and in the rain, I saw Garoppolo was wearing gloves. And in that situation, maybe you have to just to be able to grip the ball. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Huh. It's, and then in the NFL, there's a rule uh, you can't use more than 12 balls in one half. In one half. Yeah. You, so you get 24 balls that you can use for the game. So, you know, in one series, you might go through two or three balls, you know, and then they get waterlogged. They actually get waterlogged because remember the quarterbacks before the game, all that stuff that's on the ball to protect it from moisture, they, they spend all that time rubbing it off. Yeah. You know, all the equipment guys, they have the equipment guys rub them down. So they're tacky. They're not, they don't have that. That's slippery. Yeah. That, that new. Yeah. That new slippery. Yeah. That, and yeah. so when they do that, though, that also mm. takes the protection off the leather. Yeah. Wow. It makes me think about the whole Brady thing with uh, and Patriot thing with the underinflated footballs. Is that is that real? I mean, is, is an underinflated yeah. ball easier yeah. to throw? In- oh, no question. Yeah. Isn't it? Especially if it's 10 degrees out. But by the same token, I don't know why that is even a rule. You got to be able to add whatever you want. Yeah. Why would, I mean, if you can do it, then let the other team do it. It shouldn't be anything about a competitive advantage. Who cares? It's all relative. Everybody's catching and throwing the same ball. If you want a a half flat ball to play with, who cares? Who cares? Right. Yeah. 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 Both teams agree on it, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So looking forward here, we talked about green Bay, Arizona. That's going to be a good one Thursday night. Uh, what's the next biggest one? Miami going to Buffalo. No. Miami's one and six. No, that's, I, I, that's, that's, not, that's not that. Right. Right. We talked about San Francisco and the bears. Oh boy. There's a two and four and a three and four. That I, one's in Chicago. I think Tennessee is at Indy, aren't they? Yeah. Tennessee's yeah, in Indy. That, that's a good one. I think that's a big one. That might be the big one of the week there. That's yeah. A, Cause Indy yeah. is just now hitting their, They were so bad early, but so was Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. And that's they're just right. starting to hit their stride now. Yeah. Rams are going to Houston. Yeah. Six right. and one, one and six. Shouldn't be an issue. No. Uh, no. But, you know, as they say in this league, you got you to gotta play it. Still got to line up and play. Yep. You, you got to line up and, and play it. Right. Okay. Chargers coming off a bye. Uh, Patriots with a big win. No, I don't want to say a big win. They scored a lot of points over the Jets. Jets it, are but it's to in, Well, yeah, but it's in L.A. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And the Chargers are coming off a bye week. Yeah. So the thing that I've the obvious need for the Chargers, they got to get their running game cranked up again. Yeah. And they've got to play better defense now. Yeah. And this is big for the Patriots because this will get them to four and four. They'll get them to even. And yeah. uh, and the Chargers, they need to to wipe that that Baltimore game off their back. Well, That's they do. And they've had they've had smells. a week to sit and and uh, stew on and that stew. thing. <laughs> yeah, they need to put that thing to bed and, and get some guys healthy again and. I think the bye week came in just in time for them. I think they were, you know, they'd been in some really hard fought games for three weeks in a row and went yeah. down to the buzzer. So they they need um, they need that uh, week. Yeah, yeah. Buccaneers are going to take on the Saints. That'll be a good one. That's I think in that's New a Orleans. big one. Yeah, that's a really yeah. big game. I, yeah. You know, it's a it's going to be interesting. Um, I would assume they'll blitz the heck out of them. I'm talking about New Orleans uh, against. Uh, Bucks, I think they'll blitz the heck out of him. And um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough sledding for New Orleans because they want to run first and throw. That's kind of where they are right now. 
Yeah. You're not going to run against that defense. Yeah, Brady, Brady, when he went down there, well, last time he went down, there was a playoff game and, and he took care of business. That was after being beat twice last year Blowing by out. the Saints. Both games right. were blowouts. They just blew him out. Yeah. Yeah. But there you go. If you can't win the one you need to win, then it doesn't matter. And that's yeah. what happened to the Saints last year. So the Saints will have the crowd, they'll have the noise. And, uh, you know, they'll have to deal with, with Brady. And, and the big thing about this, the Buccaneers don't want to get doubled up by the Saints. Because remember, Saints won the first game that was yeah. moved to Jacksonville. So week one. I just don't know injury-wise what New Orleans gets back this week. I think uh, oh, what's the quarterback, the slash receiver, the backup, uh, what's his name? They lost him. Taysom Hill. Yeah. 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 Hill has been out, and I think they, uh, I think they are getting a couple other guys back. But they need they need to be at full force to be able to beat these guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're going to have to get better throwing football. They're going to, you know, when they went to the two minute drill right before the half against San Francisco, they went. I mean, it was like nobody was there. They went right down the field, and put in the end zone. Right, right. I think they they're going to need to be less conservative against those guys to have a chance. They got to let them play. Yeah. Cowboys going up to Minnesota. I don't know if that's any issue. It is. It's going to be a tough game for because I do think Minnesota can beat anybody at any time. Minnesota can. Yeah. They're good enough. And that quarterback, Cousins, is a really good player. They're a good enough football team that on the road, that's a tough game for – I think it's a tough game for Dallas. Yeah, I do too. In Minnesota is always tough, no, no matter what the situation is. Giants are going to the Chiefs. Giants are kind of all over the place. Chiefs are, aren't far behind as far as being all over the place, but Mahomes' situation is day to day. He kind of got in a weird position. With but the now. Giants just came off a huge win over Carolina. In fact, they just smoked him. So yeah. the Giants are, are, you know, that quarterback is, you know, he's a guy that was hard for me to, to like to warm up to, but he's playing really well. Um, they're playing good defense, at least they have the last few weeks. They they're they're getting better every week, and of course they're catching the. You know, they're catching Kansas City just as they're loading on the bus to get out of town, so to speak. You know, they're, they're catching Kansas City. They couldn't be playing Kansas City at the, a better time than right now. Right, right. And in, in, in Carolina still missing McCaffrey. Yeah. And, and a lot is on Darnold's plate. And I know it started off – the party started off real good, and then it got sour, and it's getting more and more sour every week, seemingly. Well, they got to help them with what they're doing, though, Ryan. Yeah. They got to help them. You know, they can't, you know, you got to protect him. You just, there's some coaching elements there too. If he was playing really well early, he should be playing well. He right should be now. playing well now. No. And, and, not and that's, well. I wouldn't put that all on his plate. That's a coaching thing as well. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, uh, we're, we're almost out of time here, but I know you have a good story about, I don't know, anything. This time, okay, let's take it. This time of the season. So we're Halloween's coming up. We're getting into November, and that's when everybody, the separation has begun, and now the separation is really going to take place as teams jockey for playoff seating and so on and so forth. Give, give me a good story about this time of the year, how you would approach this as a coach. Well, you, you're talking to your team about it. You know, it's just like when you, you watch guys run like five miles, you know, track or the Olympics, you, those, those long runs, the marathons, whatever. You see them going around the track, and in the very beginning, there's a bunch of guys out there front. They're they're kicking it. They're going good, and everybody's in the pack. And there's a guy sitting in the middle of the pack or at the back of the pack that at the very end, he's very he's got a great chance of winning that thing. 
And the whole idea is get in the playoffs. We'd like to win the division, but none of that matters. Well, yeah. The only thing that matters is getting in. Once you're in, you're in the elite, and then you do your business. you got to get – the whole goal is to win the division. And where you are right now, halfway through the season, you want to be in first place. If you're in second place, so be it. But you've got to continue to fight to get into the playoffs, and that's what it's all about coming down the stretch now. The yeah. first eight games, everybody's just kind of playing, it seems like. Now, the second half of the season, after Halloween, the second half of the season, it gets – it's it, it's why you see teams like Tennessee now gearing up. It's okay. It's for real now. Everybody's playing. They're they're you know they're learning things about themselves. They're getting better every week. Well, now the good the good teams really get good. And if you're going to be a really good team, this is when you're going to be at your best because this is what's going to put you into the playoffs. And then that's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. And this year now we've got an extra an extra game, right? An extra right. game. And I believe they did they did decide on the extra playoff spot oh no i know what it is it's a, it's a it's the, it's when they have that extra playoff game it's going to be a monday night playoff game that's that's where yeah. it is so that's that's going to be interesting i i don't know so they're going to have to figure out how they do that in terms of giving each team a fair amount of rest right because because in a playoff situation aren't both teams with the exception of the bye team, they're supposed to get the same amount of rest leading into that game. Yeah, it doesn't. They? It never happens. No, we, you know, uh, in two thousand, uh, we we end up uh, playing New Orleans the last game of the season on a Saturday, and yeah. we had to play them again the next Saturday in the playoffs. So, and we had just come off a Monday night uh, game with Tampa Bay. No, they don't. Hmm. They don't really care. They really don't care. <laughs> They, they, it doesn't mean anything to them because it's all about money. It's money driven. You know that. They're not concerned about giving a team rest or anything like that. It's making any sense. So, so one team, one team can go into that next game with seven days preparation, and it's preparation and rest. While another team can only have six, and, and yeah. they'll, they'll play it. Yep. Wow. That that's this way that it goes. Kind of, that, that, that's that's unfair. It's unfair for a preparations from a preparation standpoint. But you know that unfairness goes that way all through the season too, though with the Thursday games, with the Thursday the night games. games so. Yeah, but I thought Those with playoffs players. they would try to. Like, yeah, I don't even know. I should because you can't choreograph who's going to win it, so you, it's hard to choreograph yeah. their their schedule. You just say, "Hey, you'll play next week." Yeah, you're going to yeah. play tomorrow night. Guess what? Get ready. <laughs> Get <laughs> bus ready. Leaves, bus leaves in about five minutes. Get ready. Yeah. All right, Mike. That's all we got time for, man. And, all right, right. Uh, thanks, thanks again for showing me the hardware there on the on the side of your desk. I thought I thought that was just like a huge paperweight or something, you know. In well, case you actually, because I was just moving it over here to the other side, Ron, and you just kind of caught me while I was moving. You kind of caught, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that's, man. You know, when okay. we started, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. You keep that handy. We're expecting yeah. some strong winds. <laughs> yeah. and make sure you get yeah a little itch on your face make sure so, you get that going. so the super bowl ring these these call these nose pickers but what no. would happen is when you're in a when you're in a meeting and you're arguing over a player or something how something should be done and you just yeah. with the ring you just tap the desk like that oh yeah oh boy that gets attention yeah yeah that's, uh, that's a message hey, yeah. hey 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 my dad's favorite one was whenever he wanted to get an upgrade at the airlines he, he put his ring on and then go up to the counter. Oh, and as yeah. a guy was looking for seats yep. in first class, yep. he would, he yep. would lap that hand over the other hand yep. and that ring would be showing. Oh boy, Mr. Pitts, we found one right here for you, man. One, a perfect. It's interesting. You say that. So I, I don't generally wear the ring unless it's I'm on a speaking engagement or something like that. But 
where everybody wants to see it. But um, if like when we go out to dinner or something like that, occasionally I'll wear it because it does have a it does have an effect on people. Oh just, yeah, that's terrible. Okay. I know it's terrible, but and I tell Julie that. But you know, it just it just like if you're gonna go in and buy a car, like I I go in and buy a new car, I always dress like I'm in jogging shorts and a t-shirt because you kind of get you know, get, them, get that price dressed. reflective of the apparel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Well, that's uh, that's 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 uh, the spoils. Yeah, of well, winning. There it that's is. That's one of the good and things rifle. about it. You know, people yeah. respect it and they yeah. love it. So that's right. It is what it is. Hey, Mike, it's our fiftieth show. I don't know if you were aware of that. This is our no, 50th I podcast. Well, I wasn't aware of it either. But uh, Roy Hamilton, our producer, sent that over. So congratulations to you. Congratulations to Roy Hamilton, and congratulations to me. Yeah, All no, three no of us, we're, we're happy. And, Do you uh, have any surfing trophies? I know you were surfing, a good surfer up there. Yeah. You know, yeah, my surfing days didn't last very long. I was out there at Huntington Beach there when, when we lived in Fountain Valley. And yeah. we used to walk up there. And, man, believe it, believe it or not, we actually walk to the beach from fountain valley yeah. to the beach and now well, now fountain valley we, we used to live off of brookhurst down there in Huntington. brookhurst we, yeah walk down the yeah. Beach. yeah oh man it was great and uh some good times and yeah nowadays i guess you tell kids to walk that far they, they'd call child protective services on you but yeah and then we, we moved from Huntington beach back in, to uh, st louis you know when the team moved and yeah the two boys, two of our boys were miserable because they, they kept talking about, we're moving to the state of misery from the beach. You know? The state of misery. <laughs> yeah, well, we pulled something close to that. We went to Buffalo. Oh, that's worse. Let me see. Fun yeah, Valley, Fun Valley <laughs> Buffalo. It's about the same. Yeah, it's all yeah. the same. Yeah. Right. All right, man. Okay, buddy. All I'll right, see Ryan. you next week. Have a good okay. one. All right. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks, and we hope you enjoyed our 50th episode. Thank you for being a part of it. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure to join us next Tuesday for a new episode as we take an early look at the NFC and AFC playoff picture. And don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com. Be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.